The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, an Edmonton area photographer is part of a team that just received a major award from NASA. Song Depin is part of a group of photographers and Alberta sky watchers who partnered with scientists on the discovery of a curious ribbon of purple light that everyone is now calling Steve. Steve. The award is the 2018 Robert H. Goddard Group Honor Award for Exceptional Achievement in Science, again from NASA. Song joins me in studio this afternoon and Eric Donovan, a professor of physics and astronomy at the University of Calgary, joins us on the phone. Song, nice to have you in studio. Hi, Eric. Nice to have you on the phone. Nice to be here. Okay, Eric, hold on a second. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions coming up. Song, I want to start with you. Now, how did you get involved with photographing Steve? (laughs) That's a really good question. One night, I was out in Vimy. I was just being casual, decided to go outside, have a look at the sky, see what was going on. Not too much was going on, so I decided to go back in the house. And then I got a phone call from a friend, and he said, hey Song, I forgot my camera. Can you please go outside and take some photos of this gas, this gaseous thing that's in the sky? I said, okay, yeah, sure. And from that point on, it was this purple, it started off as a purple streak, like a V, and then it went to a check mark, and it just kept dancing until it just disappeared for about two or three seconds. And then from the southeast sky shot this ribbon of gas, and it was purple and and not, not so much green, but pink, and it was just beautiful. People have described this as it looks like um, someone just take a purple marker and, and, and oh. did a did a, did a slash across the sky. You know, on my way here, I was thinking about how to describe it. And you know when you take a propane torch and yes. you strike it, but you only have it coming out a slight amount and the flames dance? Yeah. And then when you turn that propane torch up really, really high, it becomes this solid streak of, of fire. That's, that's what it looks that's like. That's what it appears to be. Yeah, it just dances a little bit and then all of a sudden it just shoots. And I think that Eric has yeah. Reason why it happens. So, Eric, can you tell us? Okay, what? And first of all, I love the name Steve. They just didn't know what it was. It goes back to a movie and all of that. So it's hilarious. But what? What is Steve? And and when did it get your attention? And and when did you get involved with this? So I got involved with this um, when. I went, uh, as a friend of mine, a colleague of mine from NASA, I had come here to give uh, a talk in our physics department. And uh, a group, she was, you know, she was a person who studies the aurora, and, and she came and gave, the, gave this talk, and she has this citizen science project called Aurorasaurus. And a bunch of people from this, this group of, of photographers that are largely Alberta-based called the Alberta Aurora Chasers, it's a Facebook group, a bunch of people from the uh, Alberta Rorches had come to Elizabeth's talk, and we went out, out for a beer afterwards, and sat around in this pub, and they were showing me photographs. These I mean, really beautiful photographs of the aurora that that a lot of these people, including Song, take. Um, and as it was one person had said to me um, something that was wrong about you know how you know, he'd taken a photograph of what he called the proton arc, and. Um, 
I, I said, well, you know, we, we had an argument, a discussion about why that could be. And then I said, but show me what you took a photograph of. And so he took, he, he pulled out his, his lap, he brought up on his laptop this beautiful picture of what Song is describing. This, in, in this instance, was a mauve line across the sky over the prairies. It was just, just very beautiful. I didn't know what it was. And I'm probably, you know, there wouldn't be many people on the planet who've looked at more aurora data than me. Okay. Um, and my research group here collects, you know, we have cameras all over Canada and, and um, you know, and, and we take images of the aurora for scientific reasons. And and I just didn't, hadn't seen anything like this before. I hadn't seen this before. Um, turns out I was wrong. I had seen it, but I hadn't sort of identified it as as unusual as this photograph made it pretty obvious that it was and so i decided with along with elizabeth and a few others that we were going to try to um figure out what this thing is and over the last i would say that was in january of 2017 um no sorry it was january 2016 um and in the intervening three years we've um i, I would say um you know, we've, we've had about five or six publications on this in referee journals, and we've figured out pretty much, we, we know what it is, and we know it's not Aurora. Um, even though it really looks like Aurora, it really isn't. And um, we are, uh, we've proven that, and we just have a, a paper in review on that now, actually. And and now we're working on trying to figure out exactly what's causing the light. We, think we, we know it's a phenomenon that we just loosely refer to as heating, that something's causing the, the, the gas at these high altitudes to get hot enough to emit light. Wow. But we don't know what can possibly be causing that heating. In, in fact, it, there's reasons why it should be physically impossible, but it's happening. So this whole, this this work on, on Steve and figuring out what Steve is, um, I mean, this is the, the, the first time it's it's ever been looked at. So how, how important is all of this, Eric? I mean, this is what you do for a living. How, yeah. how do you rank this sort of thing? Well, I mean, it depends who you are. Or it depends, yeah. it depends who, you're, who, you're, who you're talking to. Um, so for me, this is the most important thing, right? Because this is this represents a, a number of things. It's a scientific discovery. Like, you know, we we found something new, something that that really hasn't been in the literature before. Um, the the fact that we did that by engaging with citizen scientists was me <laughs> yeah well well i mean ab- absolutely and you know and, and, and I've, I've told this i mean i've given talks on this now all over the world and and one of the things that i like to say is that you know there was a big there came a moment like like where where we had something interesting in our data from a place called um lucky lake saskatchewan yeah and this, this was this was july the 25th or 26th depending on whether you're using universal time or calgary time but but it was it was that night um uh, and the night of the 25th, morning of the 26th, and 27, 2016, and and you know it was it was really interesting to me because you know I came into work and somebody showed me something from one of our cameras and it and I thought this might be this Steve thing, and I went to the Facebook to the Alberta Roar Cases page and I posted, did anybody see Steve last night? And it was only minutes later that Song messaged me a couple of photographs from Vimy from the time when we had the data that showed this thing in the sky. And that was this link. What Song did was she tied this link from... from the ground up. From the, well, from the ground up, but also, like, like our data is very different than the photographs. It's, it's nowhere near as, as, as 
as a, a, um, visually appealing, but it allows us to then study this in a quantitative way if we could find what the Steve thing was in our data. And what Song did was gave us the verification that this thing in our data was, in fact, Steve. And then there's a, a number of places where, where along the way, various citizen scientists, and I don't even like using the word citizen scientist because, it, you know, it's various, um, you know, I mean, I think of, of anybody who's contributing in science as a scientist, you know. Yeah. And, and, um, and so the fact is that I, 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 I feel that having these people who are doing this as an avocation as opposed to their vocation, um, you know, as you know, as a hobby, a passionate hobby, have so much to bring, and I've learned how much that people like Song have to bring to what we do. And so this thing has been important for kind of a little bit of advancing science culture, I think, and, and actually, you know, I mean, a real advance of science culture, and also it's a discovery about something in our environment, and it is moderately interesting in a space physics sense. I mean, it's not going to set the world on fire in my field, but it's getting a lot of interest, but it's because it's a very interesting story. Well, and it's a beautiful, yeah, and it's and a beautiful, beautiful picture, right? It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. There's so many Alberta Aurora chasers who have captured it, and they've gone back and tagged the data with the photos that the other Alberta Aurora chasers have have taken through so, the years. Song, when did you maybe realize that you had taken a, a picture that was more than just a pretty picture? <laughs> when Eric started emailing me, <laughs> like, hey, can you send me your location? Can you get the GPS? And yeah. I said, yes, I can. And that's when I was like, oh, this is going to be big. This is something Here's more. So GPS. When, when did NASA get involved, Eric? Well, I mean, not, not, like, like NASA, it, it's funny. Like NASA is a funny thing. I mean, you know, it, it's, um, it's a huge organization. Right, and so I, I, I wouldn't say NASA's involved. Okay. What I would say is that there are people who are working at NASA there. who were part of this from the very beginning. I mean, Elizabeth McDonald certainly, Elizabeth. and and um, you know, and and you know, and and NASA like like there's we use data from NASA satellites, scientific satellites from European Space Agency scientific satellites like Swarm, um, uh, you know, and and um, others. You know, and they, they, you know, so space agencies do things that are useful for us in exploring what this is. And, and it is, you know, I mean, I would, I would say there's, I mean, there's certainly hundreds of people at NASA who are very familiar with the story and what the scientific importance is. And the NASA Group Achievement Award is, is I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's, 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 um, it's, you know, and I think one of the things that, that, I like to point out, you know, I mean, you're in Edmonton. I did my PhD at University of Alberta. Um, uh, you know, I, I it, the University of Calgary is really, I mean, a, a really world-leading university in this field. And one of the things that, that, you know, if you look at this NASA Group Achievement Award, it's a group of people, half of whom are in Canada or more, <laughs> right? Nice. And and. You know, and so there's, I believe, three, I'm not sure a song you can correct me, but there's two or three um, um, Alberta Aurora Chasers who are who are recipients, and there's seven people at the University of Calgary who are recipients, part of this group <laughs> award. And so it, 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 one of the things I always like to do is to, is to um, point out that, that Canada and Calgary and 
University of Alberta and other universities in Canada, we have a, like a global footprint in this business, and we we matter. Like we matter on the world stage. And that's another another thing that makes us important. Is it's, it's a way of demonstrating Canadian scientific excellence in a way that you know being recognized by NASA is is a way of saying. Well, NASA thinks we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Eric Donovan oh, nice. joining me this afternoon, along with Sa, uh, Song uh, Depin in in studio. Eric, I want to thank you for taking the time for joining us uh, this afternoon on this. I look forward to seeing what uh, what else you find out when you finally figure out what the heck this thing is. We'll talk again, okay? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Right. Thank Take you, Eric. Uh, Song's going to stick around because I want to talk a little bit more with you about uh, Aurora Chasing and sure. about uh, the work involved with this. We have a few minutes on the other side. Stick around. I would be a lot less afraid of it if I just knew what it was called. Let's call it Steve. Steve? It's a pretty name. Steve sounds nice. Yeah, I'm a lot less scared of Steve. Oh, great and powerful Steve! What do you want? I, I don't think it can speak. I heard that, young man. <laughs> so it's called Steve um, from the movie Over the Over the Hedge. Over the Hedge. Uh, Song Depan joining me in studio. She uh, just uh, a part of a group award from NASA for for photographing a ribbon of gas. Yes. Um, a couple of years back that has turned into something, you know, as, as you heard uh, Eric saying, it's, you know, it's been really, really interesting. It's just grown and grown and grown. So before I let you go, again, it looks like a purple streak in the sky, but are there any specific conditions? If people are looking for this, are there any specific conditions of when they might be able to see Steve or take a photo of Steve? Well, the ideal condition is to be away from all the light pollution. Go out into the dark, make sure that it's dark, because light pollution will stop things from, or stop everybody from seeing the northern lights. And with the northern lights, there's something called a picket fence. And with Sometimes when there's a picket fence, Steve will arrive after that. So the picket fence is like green for like green shoots coming up. That's right, but it's in the middle of the sky, okay. up in the dark part of the sky. You just literally you just look up and you see all these dancing colors. It's really mesmerizing and humbling at the same time. How many times have you seen Steve? Probably three or four times. Really? That's, yes. yeah. The first time that I realized what I had said, I didn't even realize I was looking at it yeah. until years later. Looking back now, I remember the first time I saw it, it reminded me of a DNA helix. Okay. It just was this pink and purple ribbon shooting across the sky. And, and it, it starts so in the south. The southeast. And up. And shoots, yeah, all the way across, like, looking straight up at the Milky Way. I have the Milky Way in some of the photos that I sent to Eric. Yep. And then all the way down to the southwest horizon. All right. So if people want to see some photos of this, your website is? Oh, on Facebook. I'm on Flickr. Just under my name, Song Depe. And, and it's D-E-S-P-I-N-S. Correct. Yeah, yes. I'm saying it. I was saying it. She corrected me earlier. But Song, <laughs> song Depe. Depe. Um, but uh, so absolutely beautiful. And, and finally, before I let you go, and like we're so out of time, it's not even funny to... To be Thanks. a part of this, oh. how cool has it been for you? And to get this award, I'll be a part of it. Oh, it's so wonderful. And I have such gratitude for 
everything that I've learned and who got me here. Mm -hmm. I had a mentor that taught me everything that I needed to know about this. He and I would go out in the middle of the night and meet up in on dirt roads and just shoot the scar, the sty. The Not sky, the, the stars. <laughs> yeah, the stars. A in the documentary sky. is coming out that you're also a part of. It's going to be playing at the Telus World of Science in June. That's correct. June 26th. There's a, a premiere for the Alberta Aurora Chasers. All of us that have been out in Alberta in the middle of the night, meeting up strange people with strange people, <laughs> just to capture this. And it's going to be out on June 26th. Google Steve. Storm. Star, Steve just Steve Phenomenon. Yeah. Check it out. It's gorgeous song. Thank you so much for coming You're in. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs>